Previously on the Black and Blue Report. Seema Dabali's been with us on Black and Blue Report before, but he's back again. Really, I'm trying to develop this mentality that whatever they ask me to, I'm trying to give a little bit more. So I just want to set the edge. I want to really put the guy back there and make it play. So that's really like the mindset I got. How Kakaha joins us for the uh, first time during this training camp. It's always exciting to be able to take someone to the ground. I mean, that's why all of us play defense. And that and some of us don't have hands, but... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Well, the Saints appear ready for a preseason game, and we're ready for the Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report with John DeShazer. I'm Sean Kelly. Welcome in, everybody. Welcome back to the Greenbrier in West Virginia as we continue our coverage here of Saints training camp. We thought we were going to have an NBA schedule out today. Um, I guess that's going to be tomorrow, so we'll wait a little bit longer on that front. But at least football-wise, a, a great practice this morning is the uh, the weather last night forced the team down on the artificial field, and, and I felt like, John, they got a good workout in despite not having the two fields to work on today. Yeah, um, it's you would think it was, would be a little bit crowded, but they were able to space out, get their work done. The uh, up-tempo was a nice uh, uh, good thing for the players, obviously. Did a lot of two-minute work. A lot of goal line work, not full goal, you know, no pads and hitting, going to the ground, those kinds of things, but, you know, pretty much full speed. So I think they got some quality work in. Yeah. Did Coach Payton have anything of note to say following today's work, or was he kind of closer to the vest as we get closer to uh, Thursday? Well, it was one of those things where he was pretty pleased with the amount of work they were able to do, considering, you know, everything considered being down on the lower field. Again, you know, more condensed conditions because of the one field instead of the two. But they were still able to get the quality work in. I think he really likes the uh, the two-minute install because he wants to get these guys accustomed to game speed and game situations and being under that kind of duress. You can't really get it all totally simulated in practice, but at least you can give them a taste of it. So I think he liked that part of it as well as the goal line. Did you read anything into the way that the guys were rotated in and out today? Did we get some clue as to – how reps are going to be doled out on Thursday night in Baltimore? Well, I mean, you know, certainly we know the ones aren't going to go that long, especially, you know, your Drew Breezes of the world. So I, th- I think we'll be seeing a lot of the twos and threes, obviously, uh, especially along the offensive line. I think a guy who's going to get a ton of snaps, I believe. Now, Coach says, you know, everybody's going to be on a snap count, and he, he doesn't want it to get too high. But, you know, the way they've been working Andres Pete across that offensive line, he's been everywhere but center. Mm-hmm. You figure he's going to get a decent amount of reps. Uh, we like to see what they're going to do with the receiving core. I don't know if we got a real good feel for it because, you know, you feel like Marcus Colston's probably not going to play. Brandon Cook's probably going to be limited. So the Brandon Coleman's and the Shontavious Jones, this is going to be a great opportunity for those guys to get some quality snaps as, long as, as well as, you know, your Josh Morgans. And, uh, you know, your Willie Sneeds down at the bottom of the, of the pile. So you expect to see some of those things out of the rotation. Yeah, we're going to talk to Josh Morgan tomorrow on Black and Blue Report. I, th- I think that he's scheduled to go. Willie Sneed for sure will be with us today. Uh, it's Willie Sneed and uh, David Hawthorne, two interesting guests uh, for you today on the Black and Blue Report. Uh, both guys you know, figure prominently on their sides of the ball. Hawthorne's interesting, you know, John, isn't he? Because, you know, we're looking right now at a linebacker core that seems fairly fluid at this point. Well, it looks like the only constant really is Stephon Anthony, the the rookie. <laughs> now, Danell Ellerby, when he's healthy, has been out there with the ones. Uh, but, again, that might be a situation where they just want to get him in and get him the reps because Hawthorne really doesn't need the reps. He hadn't been injured. He knows all the positions. He's a knowledgeable guy. 
and really they expected him to play the mic uh, this season. But maybe Stephon Anthony, even as a rookie, has grown so comfortable with that role. Maybe he's going to be the guy who's going to be running the mic and therefore have the helmet, have the uh, have the mic in his helmet, and he's going to be making the play calls and the adjustments up front. So we'll have to see how that goes. But Hawthorne is a guy who. You know, a jack of all trades, and you want to say a master of all of them too. He can play all those linebacker spots, so he's a guy who's you feel like it, even if he doesn't start, he's going to get so many snaps that it's just like a starter. Quarterbacks for a moment. Um, Gary Grayson ran a lot today during that two-minute drill. I thought he had a number of reps, and I actually thought he looked pretty good too. Um, we may, you never know what Coach Payton has in store for us, but kind of just watching practice the last couple of j- days, John, it would not surprise me if we didn't see all four quarterbacks against Baltimore on Thursday night. Well, you figure Drew Brees is going to get, you know, the first run at it, and he might only go a series, maybe two max. And after that, you know, I guess it's, you know, a matter of his preference whether or not Coach goes with Luke McCown or Ryan Griffin. But, yeah, I kind of expect to see Garrett Grayson in at the end of the game to get some game snaps and some reps. He looks like he has vastly improved since the beginning of training camp even uh, in terms of his grasp and just his decisiveness and what he's doing. So you like to see him do it under some game conditions. Yeah, it'll be against Baltimore's twos and threes also, but you got to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. And you certainly want to see how he handles those situations because, you know, Baltimore isn't going to be as nice to him as he's had here in practice. So you want to see how he performs under duress. And so, yeah, I would would not be shocked to see him out on the field Thursday. All right. Uh, Tomorrow's a travel day. Today, uh, this morning, was the last full practice for the Saints before taking on the Ravens on Thursday night. Um... We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll jump into our guest today. Let's start with, I guess we'll go with the veteran first, David Hawthorne and then Willie Sneed for you on today's podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. At Smoothie King, we're so much more than just fruit in a blender because each and every Smoothie King smoothie is blended for a purpose. Whether you want to firm up for summer or last longer in the gym, make it one more mile or simply make it through the day, we have a smoothie just for that. If you're looking to purify your diet, hurry in and try our new Nutty Super Grain Vegan Smoothie made with almond milk, Sun Warrior Protein, Super Grains, and a peanut taste you'll go nutty for. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. At Smoothie King, we're so much more than just fruit and a blender. Because each and every Smoothie King smoothie is blended for a purpose. Whether you want to make it one more mile or simply make it through the day, we have a smoothie just for that. Bring us your purpose and we'll blend it. Looking to purify your diet? Hurry in now and try our new Nutty Super Grain Vegan Smoothie. Made with almond milk, Sun Warrior Protein, Super Grains, and a peanut taste you'll go nutty for. Only at Smoothie King, proud supporter of the New Orleans Pelicans. Smoothies with a purpose. It's a fact. The summer heat is here, and that can mean big electricity bills. So let's get moving. Raise your thermostat a few degrees and let your fans do the rest. Caulk around windows to keep the cool air in, and on the sunny side of the house, close those blinds. Simple things can cut your electricity bills way, way down. So don't wait. Find more ideas to lower your bill at energysavings.com. That's the power of people. Energy. What's up, Black and Gold fans? This is Anthony Mackie, Seven Wars Soldier, Drew Brees Disciple. You are listening to the Black and Blue Report. 
Welcome back. First chance to visit with the linebacker David Hawthorne here at Saints Camp. By the way, um, you have headgear on now. I think yesterday at lunch was about the only time I've ever seen you with a hat off. You are a hat guy, aren't you? <laughs> I am a hat guy. You know, everybody uh, everybody talks about that. Yeah, I just keep the hat on. What, uh, what, what got you into that? When did it all start? Uh, no clue. He no clue. Since I was in high school, I always wore a hat or something on my head. I feel secure with that on. All right, do you, are you a favorite of a, a baseball-type cap, or have you uh, grabbed a fedora every once in a while? <laughs> do you have any preferences uh, as a hat guy? I go with the color. You yeah. know, whatever I'm wearing, you know, I pull it out the closet. I got every color hat <laughs> and every setup, you know, so I just kind of go with the color scheme. Are you like me in that there are just certain teams that you won't wear their hat no matter what color it is? Oh, yeah, definitely. There's a couple of basketball teams and a couple of baseball teams I just don't go to, you know. Are we ready to divulge that, or do you want to say who those are on the stricken list? Oh, no, I'll just keep it. I'll keep it to myself. <laughs> Speaking of high school, you played a little basketball too, didn't you? I did. I did. I played basketball uh, all four years. Uh, I was, a, I was a, on the varsity freshman year. And um, I can't imagine trying to guard a guy with your size. That seems a little unfair there in high school basketball in Texas. I was actually a little smaller than this. Really? Okay. Yeah, I was sitting at about 185 pounds. Get out of here. You were a guard then, weren't you? Yeah, I was a wide receiver in uh, football, and I was a guard in basketball. So how does a wide receiver make the transition to a linebacker? Uh, I think my my scenario was uh, I was a wide receiver on varsity, wasn't getting the touches I wanted, you know, so they're like, man, this guy's an aggressor. Let's try him out as safety. So they, they kind of created this rover position for me right behind the linebackers, and I just flew around and made plays, and then I kind of evolved into like a Will linebacker in high school and then Mike linebacker in college. I was just going to say, what did TCU bring you in as? They just brought me in as like athlete, like strong safety, outside linebacker, and then uh, eventually I was a Mike. Did you ever have the craving to get back on the other side of the ball, or once you were a defensive guy, you were a defensive guy? No, once I figured out defense was the way to go and they could let you be as aggressive as you wanted, <laughs> then that was uh, that was my thing. You stayed at TCU for a while, didn't you? I think you might have even played as a grad student, didn't you? Yes, I did. When I um, I graduated in three years, okay. and uh, then I went into the master's program and finished my last uh years at TCU. So you really had the full then experience and and did that serve you well going to the NFL at least in your case? Uh, I think so. You know, I, I felt like when I left TCU, I was developed, you know, as a player. Like I was, you know, Coach P's right-hand man. Mm-hmm. You know, I, uh, I was a mentor to the young guys, you know, and we, we ran the same system and it never changed. So we knew the system in and out. So a bunch of guys that I played with on defense, we, we came up together as freshmen. And by the time we were seniors, we were, we were fully developed. How about the Horned Frogs now? They're talking like a national power and maybe running people out of the Big 12 here. Hey, you know, uh, we've always been down there doing our thing. You know, it's just happy. I'm just happy for the guys now. They got the exposure, you know, the exposure that they needed. You've got a lot of guys around you with the Saints squad now, both up in front of you and in your position group that I wouldn't say they're necessarily – well, they are young. I mean, they are kind of a young group. Um, what will these preseason games coming up for them mean? Uh, I think it'll just uh, get them adapted to the speed. You know, that's that's the biggest transition, you know, just just, you know, in, in, in college, you got a few guys that are that are great players out there in the NFL. Everybody's a great player. So mm-hmm. you just you just got to kind of catch up to speed and just kind of see the looks over and over and get the reps that they need in order to develop as a young player. You played inside and outside. Which one do you like better? Does it matter? Uh, it doesn't really matter yeah. to me, you know, and they, they're very similar to me. And, uh, you know, you just go out there and you do your 111th and the rest take care of themselves. But as far as maybe even having the earpieces in, the, at least the speakers, um, that puts you in more of a position of, of charge, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, and I'm, uh, I'm accustomed to that. You know, I did it at TCU. I did it in Seattle, you know, and uh, 
and now I'm back, you know, uh, with the earpiece. And it's a, it's a comfortable feeling. You know, it kind of makes you step out front a little bit more than uh, than being at the wheel position, but I'm up for that. Stephon Anthony's going to be on with us too, and I'm curious as to what you think about him. He's he's uh, shown a lot during camp, it seems, at least from our eyeballs. What about yours? Uh, I think he's a, he's a good young player. Yeah. Man, he came in, and uh, he's already ahead of the curve as far as, like, knowledge. He already possesses the tools as far as speed and size and instincts and stuff like that. But uh, what surprised me is his knowledge of the game, and he's catching on fast. What little, what little things have you shared with him, and which ones are you keeping to yourself? <laughs> no, I'm, <laughs> I'm an open book, man. He can get it if you want. Good to see you. Thanks for the visit. All right, thank you. Yep. Take flight with your New Orleans Pelicans and host your birthday party corporate event or a holiday party in a pelicans luxury suite no matter who you're entertaining let the pelicans take the hassle out of finding a venue and planning world-class entertainment luxury suites are available now for the games throughout the pelican season giving you great seats to see the biggest stars in the nba for more information and to book your luxury suite night call 525 hoop or visit pelicans.com today All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get texts with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelican Mobile Alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Sean Kelly. Welcome back to our show. We've uh, we've we've said Willie Sneed's name a few times, John and myself, throughout Black and Blue Report here in the early portions of camp, and we finally get a chance to finally visit with you. And I tell you what, I, I've I've been impressed. I, I hope that you feel the same way about the way your camp's gone. Yeah, it's been going pretty good. You know, I've just been trying to learn from my mistakes every day, and you know, just keep pressing forward, getting better every day. Number 83 is that what we're looking for as a wide receiver for the Saints. And um, I think, and no offense here, I think there's a lot of Saints fans who are like, who's this Willie Sneed guy? Maybe you should get us up to date on from when you left Ball State up until now. And I know there's some practice squad involved there and whatnot, but tell us a little bit about that journey. Yeah, I came out of my uh, came out of Ball State my junior year, went to the NFL Combine, and uh, didn't get drafted. Went undrafted, by, I got picked up by Cleveland right after the draft. I was there for the whole training camp preseason. I got cut after the last game, and I was at home for like a month, and then the Panthers picked me up on their practice squad, and I was there for like a month and a half, two months. They cut me after a roster move, and then the Saints called me in December, early December, and then uh, I've been here ever since, and I've been loving it. Your father played in the NFL, correct? Yes, and And was your high school coach too, wasn't he? Exactly, yep. So did that make it more difficult that maybe things didn't come as easily coming out of Ball State? Uh, you know, I don't think so. You know, I just... At the time, you know, I just felt like the opportunity was there. I had a pretty good junior year. I led, mm-hmm. I broke a couple school records, and I felt like it was that time to, you know, take that next step. How does a quarterback go to being a wide receiver? 
you know, it, it's 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 not it's not an easy transition. You know, <laughs> the footwork's different. You know, it's it's tough playing receiver, but you know, I just had to work and I just had to put that time into my craft and you know, precision and route running and stuff like that. And uh, eventually, it started to come because my dad's receiver, like you said, and you know, it just it happened to grow on me, and I just started to get it. Everybody wants to talk about these gigantic wide receivers now, 6'4", 6'5", you know, 230 pounds, 225. You, Brandon Coleman, there's a few others that still kind of have that old-school wide receiver build. What's still the advantage of, of guys your size that I think may be being overlooked right now? I think maybe just, you know, getting that separation and, you know, the quickness, you know, understanding. If you can understand what everybody's doing on the field, coverages and just learning the game, you know, that's where you have an advantage over everybody because if a guy is 6'4 and doesn't know what he's doing out there, doesn't understand coverages, it doesn't really matter. But if you got a guy that understands everything and has all those qualities, like you said, you know, that's going to be a pretty good player and understands the quarterback, the quarterback trusts him, you know, you're going to have a pretty good year. All right, the number one job is catch the ball, right? A little easier with big hands. I have a feeling. I, I just shook your hand a moment ago, and I know this is radio, so it's going to be hard to convey, but hold on. Your, that, you have large hands for a guy your size, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I was. I had actually had the second biggest hands in the draft behind uh, Kelvin Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> what are the measurables? Do you even remember what they were? It was over 10 inches. I know that much, from pinky to the end of my thumb. No wonder you could also throw the ball, huh? Yeah, I could chuck that thing. Maybe you could be that guy on an end around and throw the ball. Yeah, Did it happen in college? No, I didn't. I, unfortunately, it didn't, but, you know, it's still there. <laughs> All right, so one thing is catching the ball. What else do you think that you do best um, in your skill set as a wide receiver? I think just, you know, understanding route combinations and getting separation from the DB, you know, understanding, you know, depth and, you know, trying getting away from defenders, you know, that's what makes me different. But at the same time, I got strong hands. You know, I know how to track the ball over my shoulder. And just, you know, those qualities help me out, get me where I am. This is not the easiest offense to get your arms around. What's been the learning curve like for you? Um, what still needs to be, I guess, grasped mentally for you? I think just being precise in my routes, you know, getting proper depth and uh, spacing between the routes and just making sure I work on those details because I, I think I have a good grasp of the offense right now. Now I'm just trying to, you know, precise it and get, you know, those little things, little twinks in my game. Right, and I think I'll be good after that once I start, you know, hammering at it and keep going. Willie, the wide receiver group is uh, is red hot right now. There's a lot of competition. You're well aware of it. When it's like that, though, and based on what you've been through since college, do you feel like every time you have a chance to catch the ball, it's 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 high pressure? Are you going to feel that way in preseason games? What's what? How are you best handling that aspect of this camp? You know, when the play comes to you, you got to make the play. If you don't make the play, then you learn from it. You know what I mean? You work on those reps after practice and get those extra reps. And then once the game comes, I feel like it just comes natural. I mean, if you're a playmaker, you're going to make those plays mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And, uh, you know, I've been, I've been doing that my whole life, and I feel like once I get in the game and, you know, the lights are on, I feel like I'm going to be okay and I'm going to do my thing. At your previous stops, how much game speed stuff did you get? I mean, real actual game competition. The last game I, was, I played was with the Browns. I played against Chicago. I had uh, three catches for 75 yards. So, I mean, you know, my last game was okay. I did all right. But, you know, I'm just I'm just trying to do better, you know. I, I started off so last year against the Lions when I was in Cleveland. I think that hurt me. But this year I'm trying to go fast. I'm trying to go full speed. I know what I'm doing. So my second time around I feel pretty good. Maybe you even get to catch a punt or two. Hey, if it's there, I'm going to get it. No doubt. <laughs> nice to meet you. Keep it up. It's been fun to watch. No doubt. Thank yep. you. Last year, over 400,000 people, 
from 90 countries and all 50 states came to Auctioner to find the critical care they needed. People who could have gone anywhere made Auctioner their destination for a level of expertise, clinical research, and treatment options they couldn't find anywhere else. Auctioner and our affiliated physicians are renowned for leading-edge cardiovascular care, cancer care, pediatric care, innovative treatment of neurological disorders, and more. Our outstanding transplant program has resulted in Auctioner leading the nation in successful liver transplants for years. And today, Auctioner is partnering with physicians and strong community hospitals throughout the Gulf South to bring access to the highest quality of care closer to home. Find the care you need today. Call 866-AUCTIONER for a same-day appointment. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Sean Kelly and John DeShazer. Sean Kelly, John DeShazer about to rack things up on Black and Blue Report and probably in good time too because I feel rain coming. It's uh, maybe even dotting my shoulder as we speak here on the practice field. Um, one note about Thursday, I know Keenan Lewis talked about this earlier. Um, Saints fans may have to go up against Steve Smith one final time. Now that he's announced that he is probably going to retire at the end of the season, he's a Raven, and uh, since it's a preseason game and the only meeting between these two all year, uh, John, the Steve Smith versus the New Orleans Saints era may be coming to a close on Thursday night. Well, I think the Saints will all get give him uh, go-away cards as opposed to, <laughs> you know, cards. Uh, so, but certainly he's a guy who has Hall of Fame numbers, uh, has given everybody in the NFC South division fits, for, you know, 13 of those 15 years of his career, uh, the 14th and 15th year being played in Baltimore. Uh, one of the all-time great receivers, a small guy, five foot nine, but one of the toughest guys you'll ever find on the football field. Still with a lot of football left in him. So, you know, yeah, the Saints ain't going to be sorry to see him go from that standpoint, but you never want to see a competitor really leave. However, for him to be able to go out on his own terms, that's what, that's what you like. You like for him to be able to dictate when he leaves as opposed to the game kicking him out the door and shoving him out the door. He's telling the game, I'll leave on my own terms. Yeah, I agree with you. If that's the way that we should see this go, and we should appreciate what kind of a football player he was. Uh, quick note about that. <clears throat> Even though he's kind of been uh, public enemy number one at times, uh, he's a friend of the program probably these days because uh, I don't know if people have picked up on it or not. Brandon Cooks. Uh, really, really tries to formulate his game around certain guys, one of them being Steve Smith, and Steve was kind enough to spend a lot of time with Brandon before training camp, uh, tutoring him, and I think that's going to serve Brandon Cooks pretty well uh, down the road. We better run because it is about to start to rain. Tomorrow, John and I will be traveling to Baltimore. Daniel Salerson will be your host. Uh, We'll have plenty more, obviously, with the Saints, and then uh, also we'll be kind of leaning our uh, direction a bit toward the NBA and its new schedule coming out this week as well. Thanks again for joining us today. Thanks again to uh, our guests, uh, David Hawthorne and Willie Sneed. Have a great rest of your Tuesday, everybody. We'll see you next time here on the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.